Good morning. We're continuing in Acts today. We're going to be reading Acts chapter 14, uh, verses 8 through 20. And this this section here has some of my, um, has two of the cooler uh, things of Paul's journey in here. So I really, really like this passage. Two really cool things I think you're going to enjoy. So let's pick up with Acts chapter 14, verse 8, and we'll read through verse 20. In Listeria, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet and never walked, for he had been crippled from birth. He listened to Paul as he was speaking, and Paul looked at him intently, and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And the man sprang up and began to walk. When the crowd saw that Paul, what Paul had done, they shouted in the Laconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief pre- chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought an oxen and garlands to the gates. He and the crowds wanted to offer sacrifice. When the apostle, when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their clothing and rushed into the crowd saying, Friends, why are you doing this? We are mortals just like you. We bring you good news that you should turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In the past generations, he allowed all the nations to follow their own ways. Yet he has not left himself without a witness in doing good, giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, and filling you with food in your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they scarcely restrained the crowds from offering sacrifice to them. But the Jews came there from Antioch and Iconium and went over the crowds. Then they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. When the disciples surrounded him, he got up and went into the city. The next day he went with Barnabas to Derby. Okay, so... um. I just love this story. I just love the story. There are there are two things in the story I think that are really interesting, um, uh, practically and theologically. And then <laughs> I just like the end of it. I've always made this joke: the end when when, when the religious leaders from you know, as you see, Paul and Barnabas are just getting hounded everywhere they go. People come and mess with them. I mean, they just can't catch a break. So here, you know, they go from Antioch and they to Iconium. They follow them there. They go to Listeria. They follow them there. You know, they, they just can't catch a break. So here they are in Listeria. They're preaching and um. They're preaching and they come and follow them and they went over the crowd and they take them outside the city and they stone them and they leave them for dead. And the next day, Paul gets up and goes back into town. My joke's always, I can take a hint. I mean, I can take a hint. If one Sunday after church, people say, Matthews, take me outside the church and stone me, I can take a hint. My ministry here is no longer appreciated and it's been fun. So, but not Paul. Paul gets stoned to death, gets stoned nearly to death to where they think he's dead. They leave him out there and the next day he goes back into town. But I just, I just, and this to me, this to me harkens back to Stephen. Because you remember, Paul was there when Stephen was stoned. So I always think about when we see Paul suffer persecution like this. In my mind, I always see him going back to Stephen and Stephen's courage and Stephen's faithfulness when he was stoned to death. So I I think personally that Stephen's martyrdom had an effect upon Paul and Paul walked that same path. He I just truly think that what happened to Stephen just made a huge mark on Paul's life. And that's one of the reasons why Paul keeps up and keeps going when something happens. But let's talk about what happens when they heal this man. And the people say, oh my gosh, these are the gods incarnate. They have come from Zeus and Hermes have come down and we want to sacrifice to them. And um, 
Paul says, no, guys, like, don't, my friends, why are you doing this? We are mortals just like you. Um, one of the things I love about Paul is Paul is a great speaker and Paul, uh, the great preacher. But Paul also understood who he was. He had a proper sense of humility and a proper sense of an understanding of who he was. And he did not. Um, the most dangerous thing we face in our life sometimes is praise. Praise is sometimes more dangerous than criticism. There's a great line I love by Tim Keller. He said, never, never let praise go to your head or criticism go to your heart. And I really love that line because if, if we're not careful, the criticism we face in life will go to our heart and wound us. But y'all, the praise we receive can go to our heads and make us think we're more than we are. And of course, Paul is not going to think that he um, is a God. Of course not. But he pushes back so strongly against the praise he's receiving here and says, no, guys, I'm just a mortal. Let's not, this is, this is my preaching is simply good news to you about Jesus. So we would not expect Paul to accept this praise and this offering and these type of things. It would be heresy and blasphemy. So of course Paul wouldn't do it, but he understood who he was and he understood what his mission was. And it was to point people to Jesus. Uh, Paul had a proper understanding of who he was. And so he was not going to let this this praise that he was receiving turn into something that was going to trip him up. And so I just, y'all, I really think sometimes our, one of our most dangerous temptations, one of, our, one of our most dangerous struggles, that one of the things that can trip us up the most is not going to be the persecution we face. I'm not surprised by that, are we? I'm not surprised by criticism. Criticism we kind of look for sometimes. We kind of know it's coming. But what can be just as dangerous, and in fact, sometimes even more dangerous, is the praise we receive. Because the praise can make us think we're more than we are. The praise can make us think that we are more than we are. So just, just hold your criticism carefully when you receive criticism. Don't let it into your heart. But don't let the praise make you get the big head. You know, mom used to always tell me. Remember who you are and remember where we came from. And that's good advice. To remember who you are and remember where you came from. But um, what's really cool, though, Paul, is Paul takes all these things. He says, in the past, this is verse 16, in the past generations, he allowed for nations to follow their own ways. Yet he has not left himself without a witness in doing good, giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your heart with joy. Even these words, there's even with these words, they scarcely restrain the crowd from offering them sacrifice. Um. Did you know Paul was Wesleyan? <laughs> my, my Presbyterian, my Calvinist friends may not agree with that. But um, what Paul just explained in verse 16 through 17, he just explained provenient grace. That's what he, he just laid out, provenient grace. This Wesleyan concept that God's grace is present for all people. Uh, this grace that calls us to himself. The Bible says in James that all good gifts come from God. So if it's in your, if it's in your life and it's good, it is God's grace to you. So the fact that you're living today, that's grace. The fact that you love someone, that's grace. The fact that someone loves you, that's grace. The fact that there's rain, the fact that you have a house, the fact that you have a car, the fact that you have anything good in your life, that is God's grace to you, what we Wesleyans would call prevenient grace. That's the grace of God that goes before and calls you into salvation. 
What Paul's saying here is that even though you have followed false gods, even though you have followed idols, God's grace has still been there for you and God has still given you grace. This grace that God has given you goes before your salvation and in fact was a witness to you of God's goodness. So that God, God doesn't just call us when we get to become a Christian. God doesn't just give us grace when we become a Christian, but God gives us grace at all times. So Paul says, the, the giving of rains, fruitful seasons, giving us food, hearts with joy. Those are God's gifts, are God's witnesses to us. In the Wesleyan tradition, which I'm part of as United Methodist, we call that prevenient grace. That is the grace of God that goes before our salvation. That is the grace of God that calls us into salvation. That's what God is doing, and that's what God is giving here. So I'm um, In this passage, we see Paul with a healthy understanding of who he was. And even though there was no way he would have people worship him, he didn't let the praise go to his head. We see Paul, though, take the words he was preaching and use them as a means to say, even these words here are God's grace to you. This is God's witness to you, calling him to himself. And Paul had the courage and Paul had the strength. And Paul had, frankly, the love of God and these people to whenever he was <laughs> beaten to death and left for dead, Paul still got up, Paul still returned, and Paul still preached and shared the good news with these people even after it happened. So after they beat him for dead and left him there, he got up, went back and preached, and then traveled on. So tomorrow we're going to look at his return uh, from all the places he's gone and his return back to Antioch. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this passage. It's, it's just one of my favorite passages. It's just such a cool story uh, to see this. So don't let the criticism go to your heart, and don't let the praise go to your head. But stay rooted in Jesus Christ, and he will always lead you in the right direction. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, be with us tomorrow as we pick up and look at Acts. We'll finish out chapter 14, uh, verses 21 through 28. Thanks for being with us today.